Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Pleasantly Persistent Podcast put on by Rooted Food Sales. I'm here solo today uh, as Christy is not able to make it. And our amazing guest is David Paul Miller, known as DPM, who is the Chief Sales Officer at the New Primal. And uh, it's going to be a great conversation. All right. Here today is it David or DPM? How do you introduce yourself? Uh, it, it depends on the situation. Um, I typically introduce myself as David. Um, the yep. DPM thing actually came from buyers years ago. They just started calling me DPM. My name is David Paul Miller. David Miller's yeah. very forgettable, so I just rolled with it. Kind of a personal branding thing. So mm -hmm. I just go with whatever. But typically, I introduce myself as David, but half the industry knows me as DPM. So. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Uh, will you give us uh, where where are you at now? What are you up to? And then we can dive in. Yeah, so I'm actually here at our headquarters in Charleston, South Carolina, on Daniel Island. Um, about half of our team is here now. The rest are remote, kind of all over the country. And um, you know, as we wind down what has been a, a wild year, kind of a re-emerging year, it feels like as we've gotten hopefully knock on wood on the other side of COVID or at least mostly on the other side of COVID. Um, yeah. It's been an exciting year of growth and I think 2023 will will continue. I've got a lot of uh, exciting launches that I can't officially announce yet, but a lot of big things uh, queued up for Q1 2023. Yeah, yeah, awesome. All right, I have a few topics I'm excited to dive into, but uh, so talk to me. So on the retail side, you bring up COVID, is in-person, like what's the norm now what's the cadence is it send samples virtual meetings like can you get in persons what is it yeah what's what's the new yeah, norm there I, th and I, I think that will continue to be kind of an evolving thing i think people are finding what their what their new normal is what their post-covid stride is um i've i've found a mix from our retail partners some have gone back to um in-person meetings um some allow the vendor to decide in which case I'm always getting on a plane and going. I don't think you can yes. recreate um, no. just the vibe that you get shaking hands and, and sitting across from one another. Um, that said, you know, virtual was great during COVID. It allowed us to, as much as possible, kind of keep rolling. So uh, certain times, you know, I, I kind of go back and forth. You know, the, the days of getting on a plane, possible layovers to go from, for example, for me, Charleston, South Carolina, to California for a 20-minute meeting. Brutal. It kind of seems a little bit crazy. So it's that balancing act of like, do you get more out of the in-person meeting? I think you do. But does it make sense to fly across the country for a 20, 30 minute meeting? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a mix. Um, I think uh, it's gone back to in-person a lot faster for a lot more people than I thought it would. Um, I kind of thought it would be a slow, slow emergence. And starting about three months ago, I think my August was the busiest month of travel I've ever had. Um, so it came back not in increments, but in a, a one massive wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The in the in person versus just like new efficiencies we learned. It's it's so it's so interesting. It's nice that you almost get to like qualify a little more, like pre COVID, like we're in slightly different spaces, retail versus food service, but uh, sales, sales, it felt like, like sending samples was like a last resort. And like, you basically weren't going to get the business you had to, even if it was flying across the country for a 20 minute meeting, you just, you just had to. And now it's nice right. that you can like 
qualify a little bit and it's okay to like go the virtual route. Absolutely. I think the, what you're pointing to, if I'm following like exploratory conversations yes. can be virtual, but yes. if, if it's agreed upon on both sides, it probably might make sense to partner together. Then I think absolutely. So I agree. You can kind of vet them a little bit better and, and not have to, uh, you know, that's a lot of time, a lot of money when you extrapolate by multiple salespeople over the course of the calendar year. Um, it's definitely made, um, I think people be more efficient with their funds, which is always important in uh, in CPG. Totally. And how about so re-examining like the way the sales process is? Do you guys have a different thought process on trade shows, not distribute like the industry, non-distribute like Expo East, fancy food shows, the world? Yeah. So I mean, obviously, for the last couple of years, it wasn't an option. No one was putting any on. Um, we didn't think there was a whole lot of value in the virtual trade shows oh. it's one thing to have a, a direct one-on-one -on -one meeting virtually virtual trade shows um didn't really make a lot of sense to us i hope some people had had success with those um we not, did we peeled no, back not one person did. you know you think now not one. not one person uh yeah, yeah. I, I doubt i doubt it was a very high number um so we did we, we peeled back significantly on budgeting um for this year for trade shows but then we went to expo west and I don't know, I'm assuming you were there. I don't recall yes. if, we, if we, yes. we, we saw each other. Um, it was fantastic. I mean, some of the best buzz I think yeah. we've ever seen at a trade show. And then I think there was this then feeling of FOMO throughout the rest of the year, because we're pretty dialed in budget wise, as far as things like that go. And so it's not mm -hmm. like on the fly. And you know how it is like you have to you have to schedule those things well in advance to get your booth and get a booth that you want and all those things so i think we're going to come back in a pretty big way um in 2023 um i don't know i think we're actually having all those budgeting conversations right now um for the year but um going to a lot more unfi and ke shows i think is definitely going to be something as we've grown just from a pure bandwidth constraint because I mean, we have two people on our sales team um, at, at the new prime. We have a lot of products, multiple categories, multiple channels. Um, and so it was basically, it became an 80, 20. And so now I'm realizing we, there's a lot of circling back that we need to do on a lot of the smaller regional chains and getting back in, in some cases, because we, uh, we none of us on our founding team came from CPG. And so we like to say often that we paid for our education along the way. <laughs> um, luckily, we did not make any fatal errors on that on that growth path. Um, but there were certainly things that looking back, hindsight being 2020, I think we would have done a lot differently, one of which was probably grow slower and love yeah. the ones you're with along the way. Because we were just out there, just we need to be everywhere. We need to be in every... Yeah accounts and then there were it's was hard really to especially when the, the brand and the product so strong and you're so excited you just like want it's like right it's tempting right. just to like spread it everywhere um it is so yeah yeah so i'm curious so yeah what what kind of pinged why i pinged you you had a post about work-life balance which is on ever like it's just it's just a fact everyone has a work-life balance and it's just right and like me and you are both like passionate deeply care about our our jobs and what we have going on and yeah it's just it for me it's almost like the most it like geeking out on sales topics like in sales like i, I can do all day love it yeah. but yeah it's just really it's really interesting so 
I don't know where, however you want to share and I, I'll, I'll jump in as well. I, it's just like, I guess, like over the years, how have you evolved to maybe add some health into your work-life balance? Where do you want to grow? Like how, I don't want to pile on too many questions, but how is it with the team? And then there's more, but I'll take a, yeah. Where, yeah. where are you at? So the post you're referencing um, for anyone who didn't see it, um, it was, it was essentially the fact that the, the majority of people I know, a lot of people on our team included, um, they're they're alphas, right? They're they're always on the businesses, everything, particularly our, our founding team, right? Because it's you know you're trying to build something out of nothing, and it and I think that it takes that to get it started. You have to have just complete tunnel vision, burn the bridges, burn the boats. This is going to work. You can't really. I don't think you, it's too competitive and too difficult to go into it with like, we'll see if it works. I hope it works. Like it, it has to be a, this must work. And that creates a, a situation of being always on. I mean, I've, I don't know how many times I've told people like text me, call me 24 seven. Um, and now, and now that we're, you know, years into it, looking back again, <laughs> hindsight's 2020. I'm like, I think that was required at the beginning, but I think at some point for longevity, and your own health and your interpersonal relationships, your family, you have to, you have to start to set some sort of guardrails. Um, I'm probably never going to be your, your traditional nine to five Monday through Friday. Um, but that said, and, and also my wife is uh, in the business as well. Melissa, she's, she's one of the, uh, the founding members of the team. Um, and so we take it home a lot, right? And we'll, we'll go out to eat and, uh, and we'll say, you know, not, we're not going to talk about work. We're not going to talk about business. Inevitably, that fails uh, 90% of the time. So you, have an, you have an extra challenge. So this is different. Yeah, we, it's, we yeah. Uh, yeah, that's different. We just talked to uh, uh, the Femans over at uh, No Baked. And yeah, it's a husband and wife founder. So slightly different, but like, yeah, even more challenging. So what do you, yeah. So, and how do you like with the team? Like, what do you what do you share? Like, what is it for vacation times and weekends? Like, how do you guys how do you guys like try to incorporate? Or is it just like everyone just needs to be an adult and like protect their own space? Or is there things you guys share that like to try to implement a healthy balance? Yeah, we have. I mean, I feel like we have a pretty flexible type schedule. For me, at the end of the day, and also it varies from different departments. I mean, in, in a relatively, I don't, I don't know if I would call it small, but like a small mid-sized business, there's nowhere to hide, right? Yeah. I mean, this isn't corporate America where you can, you know, go to a cubicle and just screw off for eight hours. And is anyone going to notice? Probably not. That's why quiet quitting, uh, I feel like, became a thing because yeah. it can be. Um, yeah. in, in a business our size or even a little bit bigger or smaller, there's nowhere to hide. Like if the, if the yeah. work's not being done, it's going to become evident very quickly. And if that's not the case, you probably have too many people on staff um, for your, for your own financial health. Um, and so we try to have a good amount of flexibility for our people. Um, they know, you know, you don't have to ask if you've got a doctor's appointment or something like that, as long as the work's getting yeah. done, um, whether it takes you four hours to do the same amount, it might take someone nine hours to do. Um, as long as the work is getting done and it feels like, you know, you, you care, you take some ownership, of your role, um, we, we try to go that route. And I, I feel like that's the new normal um, for the new workplace. And, and especially yeah. if you want to recruit and more importantly, retain um, yeah, high level yeah. talent, you, you kind of have to have that that allowance of, of a little bit of balance of life. Yeah. 
That's for sure. So I'll say like on my end, what I've implemented is like some vacations, it like, it feels like setting up in the morning for a little bit is almost like enjoyable, which much love to my wife's family. But when I'm with them and it's just like craziness and I set up in the laptop, it's almost like calm and like almost hits a spot, keeps me connected. But I found like sometimes it's just like a long weekend getaway where I'm just like, I just know I can feel in my whole system that I need like phone off, complete detach. So I've done, I've done that. uh, And I can just feel when I need that. And then for me, still working, getting better. It's just like the evenings. Like I would just like write business. There's very rarely worth between whatever hours you want to say, five and bedtime, you know, we're, yeah, I'm getting better and better, but I would love to just literally just detach. Just set a time and, and yeah. detach. You're, you're just, on the just East Coast. Correct? Yeah, I'm East Coast. Um, same. And so when you work with a lot of West Coasters too, that, that then adds the other yes. layer. Um, luckily, it's not international for us. Um, yes. But just, that, I mean, that three-hour difference of needing to be on for the West Coast people, you know, that extends it to eight it's not like that all the time, but you have, you have to be available for them. So it definitely throws some uh, some variables into the mix that make it a little bit harder. Yeah. And I'll call my call myself out here first for bad habits. How long? I'll answer first. It make, so it won't make you look bad or make I'll make myself look bad first. How long after waking do you check your phone? Because I'm like, so I'm, yeah, I'm probably five. I probably five minutes. Overall, I'd say my overall five minutes, is like four minutes, four or five minutes. Horrible. So when I'm being intentional, yeah, it's like an hour plus. When I'm not, and I'm just like on sleepy, you know, yeah. um, auto drive, uh, probably about that, like four or five minutes before I. So, just, yeah, talk know, me through intent. It's, it's like muscle memory of the thumbs. My thumbs yes. will go to Instagram. They'll go to they'll go to my mail. Uh, not so much Facebook anymore. I feel like Instagram and and uh, my mail are like just the, if I'm if I'm just completely on like auto drive and not paying attention. That's that's kind of where they go. Uh, but I know that's not good. I, I know I know that you know that's not good. You gotta you gotta kind of have some of that like calming peace in the morning, and uh, I try to do that. I don't always win. Um, it's yeah. uh it's an ongoing uh yeah, yeah. For, struggle. For, and a for, lot of those things are you know for, I, all, I think for that, you know, all of us for all of us so talk yeah. to me through when you say intentional when you're in like a zoned in intentional space like what is that what does the morning look like so i'm i'm a really really big believer in um intentionality being kind of a foundation of all things good when you're being intentional whether it's with your exercise your diet work family time anything that is you're, you're actually thinking about it you're not just going through your day basically on autopilot just things are happening to you right you're being reactionary i think that's that's a, a time when um you tend to you know you might yell at the kids or uh you know not get the most important things done because you're just fielding emails as they come in something like that would be a, an example of what i think about about being intentional um, a morning of intentionality for me would be um, waking up. I'm a pretty early riser, usually 5.20 um, is my wake up time. Um, quick side story. I, I had a very vivid dream, uh, not last night, but the night before that my alarm was about to go off. 
And then I woke up and it was so vivid that I think that I thought it was reality. And so I went ahead, just got up, I went downstairs and made coffee. I got my laptop out to answer some early morning emails. And then when I looked at my phone, it was 345. Um, and, but I was up at that point. I was like, yeah. well, I guess, uh, I guess I'm just, I'm just up for the day. Um, yeah. But typically it would be uh, not checking my email immediately yeah. would certainly yeah. be one of them. Um, I've tried over and over to get into meditation. I have so many friends that are, um, big believers in meditation. Um, I haven't gotten there yet. Uh, I have a million things bouncing around my head at any given time. So I'm just not very good at it. And that doesn't mean I can't continue to work for it. But thus far, that hasn't been a, a thing that has uh, really been effective for me um, ongoing, uh, yeah. like many things. Gratitude journaling is one that I do believe in. I think that starting your day in that mindset um, can be a really positive thing and help you as you go into the day and you're, you're ready to uh, deal with all the people of, of all uh, happiness and anger and positivity yeah. and negativity. I think it just, it, it's almost like armor to me. It's like you're putting on armor for the day. Um, when you think about all the things mm -hmm. that you're really thankful for and grateful for. Um, and so I think on days that I do that, when I'm being intentional with my morning, um, those are, are big things. And then my morning workout, I'm not a night workout person after a day of being at work and on calls pretty much all day. The last thing I really want to do, I might go for a walk in the evening. I'm not a big cardio person. It's a long walk, but my lifting and, and things like that typically yeah. are in the morning. I, I, I love it. So <clears throat> during the day, yes, every day is a little bit different, but like for the most part, do you give yourself like, are you lunch in front of the laptop? Like what is like, a work-life balance look like during your day do you do you take get some fresh air what do you what do you do uh i do try to get out and get a little fresh air here and there um which is you know pretty easy to do year-round in charleston we have pretty great pretty, pretty great climate down here yeah um although you know with the exception of like august september it's pretty hot you don't even really want to be outside um as far as lunch goes it depends on my schedule i like to try to eat with the team with the team in the office around noon um, schedule doesn't always permit that. So I'm kind of, kind of back and forth. They always like to see what sort of odd lunch that I'm having because my, my nutrition things are a little bit different and they vary often. Like I change my diet pretty regularly, um, which I feel like is part of the, the job. You gotta, you gotta be on, uh, on, uh, have your finger on the pulse of everything that's happening, have experienced it and know what yeah, you're talking yeah. about. So what, what, what is the current diet, diet sounds like a cheap, you know, current way of eating and what's like a typical Yeah, lunch. you can call it diet. I mean, I, yeah, yeah. That. I feel I like it's it stigmatized by people yeah. calling it a diet, but your yeah. diet is just what you eat, right? Um, yes. My current for the past like three and a half, four months has been uh, focused on protein and calories. Um, I'm getting uh, grams of protein uh, equating to body weight. So like 215, 220 for me. Um, and then keeping myself in roughly a 200 uh, calorie deficit uh, with like a refeed day, refeed day or cheat day every like two weeks or so. So it hasn't been really focused on any specific side. I mean, I'm not eating junk or anything like that, but it hasn't been keto or super focused on uh, macros with the exception of protein. Uh, just hitting my calories, making sure I have enough energy. So that's the closest I'm getting on like the carbs and fat side. Yeah. So what's uh oh it's more tempted food so interesting. So what's like uh what's 
caffeine during the day and what's breakfast? Caffeine during the day is uh, that's another like ongoing thing. I, I know that I, I overdo it. I regularly overdo it. Um, there was a point in time where I think Jason Burke, our, our founder and CEO, and I were both having probably about a pot of coffee a day or the, yeah. the equivalent of it. Um, and I think we both realized it's probably not uh, probably not the best thing to be doing. And that was going like into the late afternoons yeah. as well. I actually have uh, when I get off with you, I go into a, a, for, a two hour forecasting call uh, in, for 2023. And I think that will uh, probably require a little bit of an yes. afternoon coffee. But generally, I've, yeah. I've tried to cut back after the morning. Um, two cups of coffee is usually my norm, I would say, these days. Yeah, yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, so I guess I think last last question is uh, so work life balance. Weekends, do you usually just shut it off, and then do you intentionally or not do a little bit on Sunday to get yourself like prepped for the week? Yeah, I don't. I don't have like a specific schedule. If I feel like like if I have a week where I'm in meetings for the majority of the week, and I feel like my inbox is overflowing. I'll usually, not on Sunday, I usually do it on Saturday, um, where I'll just play a little bit of catch up, things that just need to be read or quick responses, not like full project type things. I keep those for the week. Um, so not often, but um, you know, this time of year, there are a lot more, um, there have been a lot of category review meetings and now going into budgeting and planning for 2023, a lot of those. Um, but no, there's not really a whole lot of like prep work Sunday. I really tried to actually take it more or less as a rest day. Um, we also have kids. So the weekend is football. Yeah. It's baseball. Yeah, it's yeah. golf. You're just, you're just saying it. Yes. We're just same, same, same. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, uh, thank you. Thank you for your time and thank you for thank the conversation. You for me. I appreciate it. Yeah. 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 And then, I mean, people, people know where to find you LinkedIn and your, your website for the products. Yes. Right on. Yeah, you can find uh, 32 of our products currently nationwide at Whole Foods as well. I won't run through all of them, but there are quite a few. Yeah. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you for having me.